It's time for another deep dive into the Jedi Archives, so let's sift through this sacred text, burn the tree, and stretch out with our feelings. Remember, for knowledge and defense only, Peter, stop attacking <laughs> my deep dives. I'm Mike, your future junior legislator, and this is Pete, very beautiful, kind, but sad. How the space are you, Pete? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank oh, you. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I feel I feel pretty. Yeah, you're sad. <laughs> but beautiful. You're, but beautiful. That's how it should have been. It should have been, she was sad, kind, but beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, why yeah. but sad? Sad's the coolest <laughs> one of those. Yeah, seriously. Welcome to Tumblr 2018, Jabrani. <laughs> All right, Peter. Well, we got some exciting deep dives today. Should we jump into it? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. I would like to talk about Leia, Princess Leia today, if that's okay. I would love Um, that. A big character, a big, a big tune who finally appears in Star Wars Rebels. So, born alongside her twin brother, Luke Skywalker, in the year 19 BBY, on the asteroid of Polis Massa, two days after the end of the Clone Wars and the newly established Galactic Empire's purge of the Jedi Order. Oh my gosh, so much going on. <laughs> Leia Amidala Skywalker. Or Princess Leia Organa, as she is more commonly known was the adopted daughter of Senator Bail Organa and his wife, Queen Brea Organa. She was, of course, first the biological daughter of Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala. Uba. Sadly, her mother died in childbirth of a broken heart. Is that a real medical condition? <laughs> I don't know, but it's canon. Wait, Converse, let, all right, yeah. I got to pause you already. So yeah, yeah. I was just going over this. Shout out to Star Wars Minute. I'm a little behind it. No, I am on the episode where they do that. Oh, nice. Where they talk about the uh, broken heart. She had lost the will to live. Does it ever say that she died of a broken heart? Medically, she's completely healthy. For reasons we can't explain, we are losing her. She's dying. We don't know why. She has lost the will to live. We need to operate quickly if we are to save the babies. Mm, well, she lost the will to live. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know why. <laughs> I've always thought she died of a broken heart. Well, I've heard that a lot. Like a lot of people, and they use it like derisively. It's like, it's like, yeah, died of a broken heart. How lame. But it never says that in the script. No, she gave up the will to live. Yeah. All right. Um, you're, you're right. Good stop. I like the theory that... Sidious is sucking her life force out to keep Anakin alive. Just shouting that out. We don't have to talk about it, but I think that's yeah, a fun theory. Yeah, that is a great, you're right. That's a great theory that I really like. All right, pardon the interruption. All right, well, good, worthwhile. <laughs> On the other hand, her father died from being a big, whiny, sand-hating turd. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> that he is became, canon. <laughs> he became Darth Vader, who is way cooler than Anakin Skywalker anyways. Mm-hmm. LOL that her parents are essentially space Hillary Clinton and space Donald Trump if somehow they could see past their radically different political positions and forge a love built on a seemingly Woody Allen-like love between an annoying space slave little boy who can pod race and a smoking hot, super smart space queen 
makes total sense. Wow, there's a lot there. <laughs> I know. I wanted to lay out. It's ridiculous. I Mostly, like I'm just kidding, everyone. Please don't at me because you I can't. Like it. <laughs> As a result of her father's fall to the dark side, the Skywalker children were separated for their protection. Leia going to the Arganas and Luke to the Skywalkers in what may be one of the all-time worst protection plans for valuable persons ever concocted. Mm-hmm. Like at least just rename them if you're going to hide them with the stepbrother of the Dark Lord of the Sith. Yep. Also, how funny is it that the Darth Vader has a stepbrother? It's just funny concept. It's just a funny concept to me. Yeah. I want Emperor Palpatine to have a stepbrother named Barry, who's always messing shit up, and like she has to constantly pay his rent so he doesn't get space evicted. <laughs> oh, Barry Palpatine. Okay, but back to the crappy hiding Leia plot. Mm-hmm. I will concede that at least Leia got a last name change, which is, if nothing, the semblance of an effort. But Luke Skywalker? <laughs> hmm, wonder who he could be related to. Let's see. Padme and I were making Whoopi by Lake Como about nine months prior to 19 BBY while passing space fruit back and forth into each other's mouths. <laughs> But heck if I know who this little force-sensitive tosser is that my stepbrother just found. Okay, back to Leia. (laughs) Raised with the values of her adopted parents, Organa supported the principles, Leia, of the Galactic Republic and opposed the rule of its successor, the Galactic Empire. Organa became a leading figure in the Alliance, participating in key events like the Battle of Hoth and the, the decisive Battle of Endor. She also killed the Hut crime lord Jabba, earning her the title Hut Slayer. So sick. Which comes up in the in almost a fetishized title kind of way by those who hate the Huts. Seriously, mm-hmm. the book Bloodlines by Claudia Ray, which is an amazing book that you should check out. Leia is more respected and praised by the scum of the galaxy for this one act than almost anything she's ever done. Such a metal name, too. Yeah, and so much so that a video of her performing this deadly chokeout is given to her by a weirdo who thinks it's highly valuable. (laughs) It's awesome. That's such a great description of that character, too. Yeah, the dude's weird. Yeah. But we aren't going to get too far into the Leia Argana of that time, more of the original Chilji. But for this deep dive, stay with a character from birth Mm -hmm. until we first meet her in Star Wars Rebels, uh, the episode of Princess on Lothal, which we just released. The iTunes, Stitcher, other podcast, wink. Check it out. But Leia (laughs) was a highly prophesized force wielder who, instead of pursuing the path of the Jedi like her father and brother, followed in the political ambitions of her adopted parents and biological mother. Notable glimpses of her foretold force abilities that herald her force Mary Poppins flight occur in the animated series Clone Wars and in The Empire Strikes Back. Um, Out of the two Skywalker children, Yoda felt that Leia was the most suited to be a Jedi, um, owing to her natural strength, will, and clarity. As opposed to her brother, who was impetuous, headstrong, unruly, and inattentive. The other Skywalker I would train. She is ready. Obi-Wan shook his head again. Oh, demanding now we have become, have we? Forgive me, Master. And if I try to teach this rash, this impatient, this... Mindless boy, the ways of the Force, and fail? What then? Yoda was more keen to train her, but he got the, uh, he got the, uh, 
you know, short end of the stick. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun, um, in a certain point of view, him yeah. or kind of arguing with Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, I don't want to train Luke. He sucks. I want to train Leia. <laughs> yeah, it's tight. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, it's less blown up than Naboo. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Although it was common knowledge that she was adopted, and everyone assumed that she was just another of the many, many children left orphaned by the Clone Wars, she remained unaware of her biological parents' fates. She was, however, left with a lasting impression of the image and feelings of her mother that her brother did not have, that her mother was very beautiful, kind, but sad. Mm. When Leia was an infant, she was mesmerized at one point by a fish at an aquarium while her <laughs> adoptive father read secret files concerning the former Je Jedi Padawan Ahsoka Tanu's presence on the agrarian moon of Rada. Bail later carried her after reading the files home. A little, little story from her youth. She remembers this little fish. Mm. During her childhood, Organa also was taught by her father to appreciate the effort of Alderaan's workers, but also the importance of her duties as the planet's eventual queen. She was also reared by a number of ants. Are you going to get into these gals? You said reared. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to get into those gals. Basically, she had a horde of ants who would teach her in the, um, the etiquette of princessing. Mm -hmm. Organa would often stand alongside her parents, wading through Alderaan's endless royal ceremonies, knowing that she could let no emotion show on her face. She was a powerful occlumens. She once complained <laughs> to one of her aunts that being a princess had to be about had to be more about silently doing one's duties. But her aunts replied with a smile that she had just described most of a princess's job. Ooh, bummer. In 10 BBY, let's jump up a few years, the nine-year-old princess Leia ran away from the royal pal palace for her first time. She hid in the woods for a week until her parents' guard finally managed to track her down. She would later remember that incident as the best week of her life. <laughs> I love that. Just like, dang, dude. There was this one week when I was nine when I didn't have any responsibilities. It was sick. Very stand by me. Yeah. Once warned to stay away from Wilhuff Tarkin by her father, the Grand Marf, the Grand Moff, that is. Marf. I want Grand Marf from now on. Grand Marf. Uh, he made an official visit to Alderaan when she was 13. Organa crept alongside the halls of the palace behind the two men, listening to their cold, tense conversation. During this occasion, she realized he was nothing more than a merciless murderer and slaver. Yeah, and according to Leia, Leia he smells like crap. <laughs> Lay off, dude. Maybe the Sharts are especially merciless on the Tarkin. His first name is, of course, Will Huff, after all. I can smell your foul stench the moment I entered. Once she turned 16, Organa was allowed to receive some martial arts training with a personal instructor. Her family had deemed necess necessary for her to learn the basics of self-defense, given her royal status and risk of abduction. I wonder if the Obama girls got this training too. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. thanks to her instructor, the princess learned to keep her mind clear and focus on the moment. She was also taught how to ride and even became an Alderanian junior champion in steeplechase, which I'm guessing means there's horses in space. Mm. I guess we do see two huge statues on Naboo of horses, right? Is that where? Yeah. And the last Jedi horses, what are they called? I forget. Yeah. Ubas, I don't know. <laughs> in her youth, well, let's wrap it up here. Bail would often tell her tales of Jedi, defenders of the Old Republic. The young princess also overheard him talking of Darth Vader often and the unnatural powers he yielded. In her late teens, Leia reluctantly followed her adoptive father's footsteps into politics, becoming a junior legislator by the age of 14. How crazy do you think junior letter legislators camp is? <laughs> like, can we get a rad space summer camp movie made out of this? Because I'll seed fund that right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This pretty much leads us to A Princess on Lothal, the episode of Star Wars Rebels, where we first meet Leia Organa. Well, first meet her in Rebels. Um, she's already an active political figure who, from what we can tell, is most certainly using the Force, if not in unseen ways. For she is, as Yoda would later instruct Luke, partnering with the Force for knowledge of the introspective and discerning variety and not attack knowledge and defense people. Mm. It's not a lightsaber move. It can also be a political campaigning and MPO profiteer. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So that's a little bit of Leia up until we, uh, we first meet her on uh, star Wars rebels. That deep dive, Mike, as the kids say was lit AF. I don't know what that means, but I love it. It was fire flames. Cool. <laughs> like B, like the BK Lounge. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of things that first of all, um, you you missed a ref you missed a tie in for Harry Potter where she was mesmerized by the fish. Is that how she learned parcel tongue? Oh, she's a parcel tongue. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then also I like um when she's doing the legislation camp or the apprentice legislature. Um, for the Imperial Senate, that's where she meets Holdo. Yeah. Um, which I like. Is, it's a cool little tie in. That's why yeah. they're so close in The Last Jedi because they've been friends since they were, you said, like 16, 14. Yeah. I seriously want um space camp movie. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that'd be really fun. Cool. That was great. Thanks, Mike. Surely. And don't call me Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mike. All right, I'm already preparing you. This one's a real big stretch, all right? Okay. So last night, I took some melatonin. Oh, I do that every night. Cool. I need... I don't know. I'm not even going to do it. This is too bad. <laughs> I was going to say something about a deep sleep and so I can get ready for a deep dive or something like that, but I'm done. Oh, man. Instead, why don't we start off with a quote from Bail Organa to lead into this study on Alderaan. Oh, beautiful. <clears throat> the galaxy knows Alderaan as the planet of beauty, nature, poetry, philosophy, art, culture, cuisine. We freely share it all. 
which is wow. like kind of like a cool brag. It's like, oh yeah, we're the planet of beauty and nature and philosophy and literature. Space and drama club. Case like car races and we got good mechanics. So yeah, okay, cool. Call it Pale. Alderaan though is a terrestrial planet, which in the theme of science not making any sense in Star Wars doesn't make any sense because the definition of terrestrial means on or relating to Earth. So an example of that is the increased ultraviolet radiation may disrupt terrestrial ecosystems. Okay. So I don't know what that means, but it's a terrestrial planet. It's a mountainous planet covered with water and greenery. Maybe it just means Earth-like? Yeah, I, th I think so. Um... So, and, and that's one thing that's interesting because it's, it, it might be one of the only or few like multi-biomed planets in the galaxy. Like it doesn't seem to be just like snow planet, dirt planet. It's yeah. like, it's got mountains and trees and water and plains. So oh, that's weird. I know. Real weird. Right. Maybe that's why it was known to the galaxy as the planet of beauty. Oh, they're like so many things. <laughs> I know. Dirt and rocks. Yeah. Um, so famous natural landmarks included the cloud-shaped falls and the Isthabith rainforest. Mm. Also, I just wanted to say those things so I could point out that it has been mentioned that mentioned once that they have feral animals called Alderanian wolf cats. No, yeah. that's cool. I want one. I think it's in a book or something like that. Um, in one of the novelizations of Empire Strikes Back, Leia says when she sees Han going in the carbonite that it feels like her guts were ripped apart by Alderanian wolf cats. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yep. So during the waning decades of the Galactic Republic, it was ruled by Queen Breha Organa and represented in the Galactic Senate by her husband, Bail Organa, who was not a king but a viceroy. So they have a queen and a viceroy. 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 Uh, sometime during the Clone Wars, Bail Organa became senator of Alderaan by succeeding Bail Antilles, who was mentioned in episode one, but has no relation to Ramus Antilles, who was the owner of C-3PO, worked for Bail Organa, and was choked to death by Vader in A New Hope. So there's mm -hmm. this weird Bail Antilles Organa weird triangle thing going on, but none of them are related to each other. Yeah. I, it still confuses me sometimes. <laughs> very, very confusing. So Breha was related to Bail Antilles, but again, he's not related to Raymond Antilles. Um, she was a queen of, she was heir to the queenhood and a member of an unknown Alderanian elder house and married into the Elder House of Organa when she wed Bail Organa. Uh, again, not Bail Antilles. We will have more on Elder Houses later, um, but that's kind of an interesting, cool, like Game of Thronesy thing. Um, during mm. her Day of Demand ceremony, which I kind of mentioned. Day of Demand? Is that like where you can ask the Godfather anything? <laughs> kind of. Um, we kind of mentioned this in the episode, um, but. It's a ceremony where the ruler and the heir to the throne would claim their right to the throne on their 16th birthday. Dibs. Mm. Yeah. Brea had a bad accident during the ceremony and needed her heart and lungs replaced with cybernetic pulmonodes. No, that's called death. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Isn't that wild? Like her heart and her heart and lungs were damaged. And they're like, just put robots in there. It's cool. Yeah. 
Okay. Most people get back to treatment to grow flesh over their new cybernetic organs, but Breha elected to keep hers visible as a reminder she was a survivor. So she was like a cool cyborg lady. BS. She just couldn't afford it. Everyone would get that covered up. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we touched on it. The ceremony is pretty interesting, um, but it involves a trial of body where you need to climb a huge mountain, a challenge of mind, which is just like a bunch of intellectual tasks, and then a challenge of heart where the person needs to do an act of charity with their own money. Um, it's a callback to the old days of Alderaan where the heir to the throne needed to literally fight their way to the throne with a sword to prove they were worthy. Hmm. So it sounds to me like Alderaan was pretty wild back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds like, uh, what's the black planet? The black, sorry. <laughs> black Panther world. That's racist. World? Yeah. <laughs> black Panther world. Oh yeah. my God, edit that out. <laughs> sounds nope. so bad. Um, Speaking of Elder Houses, we don't know all of the Elder Houses, but Alderaan used to be ruled by a number of bloodlines with sacred oaths and secrets and all that. So the ones we know are the House of Organa, the House of Mellowin, and House Sindian. Sindian. Okay. They were the three we've learned about so far. Um, And they come up in like, you know, bloodlines. There's a big plot with that in some of the comics and things like that. Um none of the elder houses um really stuck to strict bloodline so as you mentioned leia was adopted so the house of organa was next to rule the throne and so their adopted daughter was still even allowed to be a princess even though it wasn't like a strict bloodline thing which i thought was kind of cool um but no one really takes the royalty seriously especially the elder houses um it's more of like a ceremonial thing at this point in their lives but she still does command a certain amount of respect as a member of the elder house which you will see in some of the eu stuff the people of alderaan tended to be pacifists but would not stand still for injustice in the world as such they would not directly engage the empire in combat but they would be a safe haven for those who would They would also be known as a planet that would go out of its way to aid rebel cells, even though they always seem to have a cover for their activities, like we saw in Princess of Alderaan. Hmm. As we know now, Alderaan was destroyed by the Death Star, and after the Battle of Endor and the fall of the Empire, Leia used her political connections and goodwill to gather the remaining survivors of Alderaan, who were living in a flotilla of spaceships and bring them to the Alderanian graveyard, which was an asteroid field left where the planet used to be. They scavenged from the asteroid field to recover anything they could from their former, former homeworld, and eventually Leia was able to arrange scraps of the Death Star to be transported to the former site of their world and a space station built in its place. So <clears throat> now the people of Alderaan have a cool death star space station <laughs> which is kind of ironic but yeah that's okay sure why not i don't know why but it reminds me of like that 30 rock thing where like buzz aldrin's yelling at the moon he's like i landed on your face <laughs> it's like all these angry Alderanians oh like God. i live on your face that's so crazy <laughs> sure sure why not yeah um but yeah that's all i have for Alderaan. sounds beautiful wow visit now thank you so much never mind it's gone Okay. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. 
Hey, why is my flight delayed? <laughs> yep. Uh, cool. Wow, Peter. Well, thank you so much for taking us through a non-existent planet in a non-existent world that does not exist anymore. Yep. That's my specialty. And it exploded. And yep. everyone's dead. Before we go, do you want to read an iTunes review? Oh, my goodness. I'd love to. <laughs> what does it say? So, this one is fun. It's a little bit of a cheat because it's one of our buddies. Oh. This one is from the Wookiee Gunner herself. Friend of the show. Wow. Yep. We love her. She's probably the guest who's been on the most. Yep. She's she kind of be. the ceremonial third guest of our show. I mean, third <laughs> host. She, yep. Third guest. She's um, the third host. Yeah. Keep, keep your ears peeled because she's coming up on an episode. She says, I have had the pleasure of being on this show, but oh. I'm also a listener. Mike and Peter have fun and insightful conversations about my favorite Star Wars animated show. And even though we might not see eye to eye on certain things, they present their perspectives in a respectful and engaging way. Keep Aww. up the great work. That's a real compliment. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, man. Yep, so, yeah. Third host of our show right there. Yep. If you want to have your review read out, please leave it on iTunes. Um, I, I want more grading scales. We got a couple of them, but I want to hear what people's favorite, yeah. things, favorite things in Star Wars are. So Heard leave that. that in there. We will Heard shout that. you on Twitter too. So well, thank you for tuning in mm -hmm. to these, uh, these deep dives and character portraits. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed it, you should check out our regular episodes, which you can find on iTunes and Stitcher um, and all the other podcast aggregators. Uh, we, weekly go through star wars rebels mm -hmm. talk about each episode we deep dive on each episode yep this deep dive was on the episode a princess in lothal mm -hmm. which we just dropped we also dropped some sweet pins who knows if they're sold out at this point oh my gosh we can only hope so they could have been they're flying off the shelves yeah only 50 our of pin them. is called space oddity and it's yeah. beautiful yeah so uh you know where to find us if you don't where are we peter rebels rebels pod on all the major internets so that is twitter that is instagram that is not facebook mm -mm. but it is email at gmail.com so rebels rebels pod on twitter instagram or at gmail.com ish and until <laughs> next time remember be brave and don't look back don't look back. Ooh. Ooh, bye. <laughs> bye.